This podcast contains strong and offensive language and themes not suitable for younger listeners are easily offended. This is London 2055, the land of opportunity, a chance to make it big. And these are the stories from the criminal underworld. Hello. Name's Bob. Yeah. Do you know what that sound is? Oh, that sound is of a guy who's in my boots. Why is it this guy in the boot of my car? I hear you ask. Well, that's a long story, I guess. Very long story. And it kind of starts out loosely that he is now the new husband of my ex-wife. Well, he's not in the boot of the car because he married my ex-wife. He can keep her because she's a cunt, okay? It's not to do with that. But what it does have to do with is my daughter. Now, I hope you don't think it's about this piece of shit nobbing my daughter because he didn't nob my daughter because he wouldn't have made it to the boot of my car had he had nobbed my little girl who is like six, by the way. Now, what he's done, the sins of this bastard is the fact that he hit her. He hit my little girl, my progeny, the sums of my better parts, my salvation. Now, I'm not a normal person, I have to say, and I'm not proud of this, I'm a bit of a cunt. Not only am I a bit of a cunt, but I'm a fucking evil fucking cunt. People pay me a lot of money to hurt other people on their behalf. So, did my daughter pay me to do this to her stepdad? No, she did not. Now, how did I find out about this since, obviously, she doesn't live with me. I only get supervised visitation rights, unfortunately, because the court system looked down on people like me being what they consider a thug. Well, I wouldn't say that I'm a thug. I'm just good at beating people up and people like to pay money to get people beaten up for all various kinds of reasons but I digress I found out that this motherfucker had hit my kid my little girl my princess my progeny on my visitation day which she was delayed by two hours leaving me only an hour with my little girl and it's rude that it really is So not only, not only am I pissed off that I only get an hour out of the three hours that was allocated to me for this week, but then 
when this piece of shit turns up, not my ex-wife, but this piece of shit turns up with my daughter who's got a black fucking eye. I'm going to be asking the questions. What happened here? And that motherfucker jumped in and said, oh, she fell. And I looked at my little girl and said, is this true? My little girl looked at him, then looked at me. And I said to her, don't look at that piece of shit. Look at me. Did you fall over? No, daddy, she said. No, daddy. Okay. So, who's lying? I said to this motherfucker. Who's lying? And he turned around and called my little girl a liar. I don't think she is a liar. In fact, I know she's not a liar. So I kneeled down so I was eye level with my little girl. The light of my life. My little gorgeous honey pie. And I said to her, don't worry about what that motherfucker has to say. Tell me, tell your daddy, who did this to you? And my little girl didn't say anything. She just looked at that motherfucker and pointed at him. What did you do to deserve this young lady? I asked. She came up to me and whispered into my ear. I was watching TV. He took the remote off me and put on what he wanted to watch. And I said, no, I'm watching this. And he went over and punched me, daddy. He punched me in the eye. Really, I said, really? I stood up. I gave my little girl a little kiss in the cheek. Gave her a hug. The court's representative looked at me in horror, knowing what kind of man I was. Because it was all written in the paperwork about what a piece of shit I am. What a piece of shit that the courts think I am. What a piece of shit what social services think that I am. But I tell you something for nothing, guys. Anyone that's listening, I tell you something. Not once had I ever done anything to my little apple. My little mini-me. My little angel pie. Not once had I ever put her in harm's way. But they took her away from me based on my occupation. And this motherfucker was able to have custody of my little girl along with that cunt ex-wife of mine. This court representative, this social servant looked in absolute horror because she knew what would happen next. I beckoned her over. She came. 
Take my precious little girl and take her and buy her some ice cream. Here's some money. She looked at me. She didn't say anything. She went pale, pale white. She looked pastier than an Irishman on a winter's day. And this motherfucker, he looked terrified. Go on, go on, sweetheart, I said. Go on, sweetheart. Go with that lady there. I will see you in two weeks' time at my next allocated session. Okay? Daddy loves you. Oh, by the way, here's a couple of notes. You know, go and buy yourself a lovely little toy. You know, buy yourself some clothes or a book. Enjoy that money, sweetheart. I gave her a grand. Not many people would be able to give their kid a grand for just pocket money. But I provided for my little girl a grand for pocket money for two weeks. I knew that that motherfucker and his cunt wife. I knew that they would just nick it all anyways. But at least I try. I try. The social lady... She took my little girl away, and I turned around. Fuck her, I said. You get your fucking bitch ass here now, you cunt. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck your shit up. You ain't ever gonna come back from this, you motherfucker. I took him by the scruff of his neck. And at this point, he began to go toilet all over himself. We piss, crying. It wasn't nice, really. It wasn't a nice thing for people in McDonald's to have to see. But they saw it anyways. This grown man with shit running down his shorts, over his exposed legs, piss down the front of his trousers, forming a puddle and in trails as I marched this motherfucker out of the building. I walked into my car, pressed the key fob and the boot came open. Now you piece of shit, I said, you get the fuck in that boot right now you motherfucker. Or you die right here, right now. He got in. He got in of his own accord. I actually didn't have to force him in. Not once. There's a real gaffer tape in the boot. And he taped his own mouth shut. Wow. Wow, I thought. Now that was absolute fucking power. Wow. Put your fucking hands behind your back, I said. And he complied. And I taped his hands together. By the wrists. Completely cocooned right up. Then I gaffer taped his ankles together. And he looked like a real smelly pig that I just hogtied. Covered in shit and piss. All whilst he's crying. Crying for his fucking life. Yeah.
I closed the boot of my car and started to drive away. I drove and I drove and I drove until I ended up in Epping Forest. During the drive, I got a phone call from the social servant. Where are you, Bob? She said. Unfortunately, me and that motherfucker had some business to attend. So, how about you and my little cherub get in a cab? She's got some cash for you. And take her home for me, please. I'm sure my ex-wife will be okay with this. Just let her know that I was not happy. And something had to happen. She didn't say anything. Did you hear me? Yes. She squeaked. Excellent. Excellent. I got work to do. And I hung up the phone. I parked up in the middle of nowhere. I got this piece of shit out of the boot of my car. Then lifted up the carpet that was in the boot to pull out my shovel. Pulled out my big fat fuck off knife from my back pocket and cut the bonds that that motherfucker was tied up with. <laughs> Dig, I said. He looked at me, gag still on. Dig, you motherfucker. He looked at me, and yet again, you had bodily fluids leaking all over the place. Luckily, he'd come out of my car, but I just knew I'm going to have to clean the back of my car, or even just buy a new fucking car. I don't know yet. I haven't made my mind up. He looked like a puppy that I was just about to put down. Big puppy dog eyes. Like, please don't kill me. Please, please don't do it to me. Dig, I said. He refused. He outright refused. He grew a pair. So I pulled out my gun. I deliberately showed him the silencer that was in my pocket. And I screwed it into the barrel of my gun. It's your last chance, motherfucker, I said. Dig. And he began to dig. Crying again. His crying that much. His gag. The gaffer tape gag just fell off. Oh well. No cunt's gonna know where we are. No cunt's gonna hear him. He's there. Sobbing. As he's digging. Dig faster you cunt. I want to get home for Emmerdale. He looked at me like I was a nutcase. Why? Why would a gangster like me be sat down watching Emmerdale? Well, 
I've always watched Emmerdale. I even watched it as a kid. My parents got me into it, to be honest. I can't go without it. And if I do go without it because I'm on a mission, I'm doing a similar act to this, then I'd plus one it. Or I'd watch it on my fucking phone on catch-up services. And there he was. Digging that hole. Right, you piece of shit. Why did you feel the need to hit my little girl? And he looked at me. You not got anything to say? He carried on looking at me. You actually thought that you wouldn't get a reaction like this. You actually thought that I wouldn't find out. And you actually thought that my little girl, my little girl, wouldn't snitch on you to me to tell me what everyone should have told me that you hit her that you hit my little girl you motherfucker so what kind of reaction did you expect did you expect me to shake your hand did you expect me to say oh you know what you lost your temper and I forgive you no that's not me I'm a toxic piece of shit, according to my ex-wife, that you fucking married, that you live off of my alimony money, because you're a piece of fucking shit, you motherfucker. Yeah. I've been funding your existence. You're living in my house. You're living off of my alimony. I mean, your job, your shit job, you stack fucking shelves in a supermarket. The robots are above you, motherfucker. The robotic tills get more respect than you, you piece of fucking shit. And you're living off of my money. Yeah. You know what? I think you're gonna fucking die, you piece of shit. I cocked my gun. And I pointed it at that piece of shit. And there we go again, more evacuated bowels, more evacuated bladder, all this filth. I don't even know how he had any more in him, but it kept coming. It kept slopping down in this hole over his fucking shoes. Right. You know what? I didn't shoot him. I shot around him and he knew that I deliberately missed because he fainted. He fainted, he thought that I got him, but no, I walked over to that hole. The hole that he was squirming around in. Like a big piece of shit. Well, he smelled like a big piece of shit. If I find you touch my little girl one more time, gonna bring you back to this fucking hole and I'm gonna fucking bury you you fucking understand me you piece of shit he nodded with all this snot just dripping off of his crying face 
sobbing, sobbing like a little bitch. I threw 50 quid at him. How about you get yourself a fucking cab, you cunt? That's if you find your way home. Or even find yourself to a main fucking road. Because I ain't gonna take you home. You get your fucking self home, you bastard. I walked off. And a message pinged through to my mobile. It was my bitch ex-wife. I opened up the message. It simply said, Please, 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 don't kill my husband. If you keep him alive, you'll get a visitation every week. Well, it was a fucking start, I guess. Think I might have to kidnap that piece of shit more often. Thank you for listening to London 2055. If you like more of our content from MasterX Media, don't forget to visit our website, that's www.masterxmedia.info and we will catch you next time.